So our text is from Exodus chapter 3, these words, but I will be with you. So our text, you may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it is the prophet Isaiah writing some 800 years before the birth of Jesus that in which we read, Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Some 800 years later, after Jesus was actually born, we read again in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, of the fulfillment of that prophecy in Christ. Behold, the virgin shall conceive, shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. God with us. Emmanuel. During the season of Advent, we often contemplate how it is that God, through the prophets like Isaiah, foretold that he, that God would be with us visibly in the person of his son, Jesus, the Christ, Of course, then at Christmas we celebrate that this is so. We also note during the season of Advent that God, that Jesus Christ, has promised to return visibly to be with us on the last day, appearing before us at the final judgment to take us to be with him in heaven forever. It's during the season of Advent that we confess this future reality. And in many of our Advent hymns sing of our hope, our sure, certain confidence that is true, that it will indeed happen, that Christ indeed will come visibly again to be with us. So during this season of Advent in particular, we're going to hear about how God did not just first appear among us in the person of Christ, but that the Son of God, even before becoming man in Jesus, appeared frequently throughout the Old Testament. Instances known as theophanies, revelations of God to man in his person. In other words, just as the Son of God became the Son of Man being born of a virgin in a stable in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, just as this same Son of God who became the Son of Man, Jesus, will once again appear on the last day to judge the living and the dead. So throughout the Old Testament, the Son of God appeared to man. He was with man, most notably when he remained in the tabernacle in the wilderness with the children of Israel for almost 40 years, speaking with Moses every day. That is impressive enough to note, isn't it? But still it seems like there's a lot of coming and going of the Son of God, doesn't it? That he, that he appears and he disappears, he appears and he disappears throughout the Old Testament and into the New. So we must be reminded of the third basic theme of Advent. The third theme along with the arrival of the Son of God in Bethlehem as the Son of Man 
and the return of the Son of God and Son of Man, Jesus, on the last day. And that is the third theme of Advent, and that is that Christ is present always with us in our hearts, even though we can't see him visibly. Christ is Emmanuel for us. In Christ, God is with us. So Moses is told by the Lord, as Moses asked, how it was that he could bring the children of Israel out of their slavery in Egypt, but I will be with you. I'll be with you. That's what the Lord said then. Now we've all read through the book of Exodus and having watched the movie The Ten Commandments and, and know that to lead the children of Israel out of their slavery, the Lord was not walking visibly beside Moses. And yet the Lord was with Moses. The sign that the Lord was with Moses, that the Lord, the very Son of God, was with Moses. Moses would worship the Lord with the children of Israel at the very mountain upon which he was standing, talking to the Lord in the burning bush. And that is Mount Sinai. Similarly, in our second reading from the Gospel of John, we heard the very words of the very Son of God. I am the vine. This is the Son of God speaking. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. In other words, the Lord is with us. No, we cannot see him, and yet he is with us, and we are with him. How many times, how many ways can this be said? Interesting here, then, the signs that we have been given to assure us that this is so in these end times as we await for Christ to return visibly on the last day. The first is baptism, right? Baptism in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is a baptism into Christ a baptism into the Son of God who became man, a baptism in which we put on Christ like a coat, for lack of a better picture. We put on Christ to wear throughout our lives. Hear the Holy Spirit descending upon us just like he did upon Jesus at his baptism in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. Second sign, of course, is the Lord's Supper, in which we receive the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ sacramentally, that is, mysteriously, and with an under bread and wine, to feed our souls, calm our consciences, and even assure our hearts that the Lord, the very Son of God, is with us. He is Emmanuel for us. But no, we're not baptized every day. Most of us do not even remember our baptisms as an experience being baptized as infants, but our baptismal certificates are reminders of that event, reminders of the day that we were baptized into Christ and put on Christ. And no, we don't receive the Lord's Supper every day. At most, if possible, once a week or so. 
And there we're assured that the crucifixion, death, and resurrection of Christ for our transgressions, for our justification, for the forgiveness of our sin has been attributed to each and every one of us personally. So even yet today in our lives as Christians, it seems like there is a coming and a going, a coming and a going of Jesus Christ, that Christ comes to us in our baptism and then is absent from from us for about 14 years. And then Christ appears again when we first receive the Lord's Supper. And then every time thereafter, someone like the resurrection appearances of Christ, a coming and a going and a coming and a going. But here we take comfort in our text from the second book of the Bible, from the book of Exodus, the word of the Lord to Moses. But I will be with you. I will be with you. You see, God does not simply come and go in our lives. He's always, always, always with us. He's with us not just in his omnipresence. That is, God isn't just with us like he is with everyone else in the world because he is God, is present everywhere and always know. God, the Son of God, Jesus, is present with us personally as our friend, through faith in him, as we sing the favorite Easter hymn of many. I know that my Redeemer lives. He lives, you remember this, he he lives my divine, wise, heavenly friend. So Psalm 23, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Or even the promise that God made to Moses, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. It's kind of interesting, at least it is to me, how we have come to be somewhat dependent on our cell phones. Have you noticed that? More than once I've found myself driving up to Home Depot a short drive from here and have suddenly realized I've left my phone on my workbench. One time I turned around and I went and got it. Why? Well, if the car broke down and I had to call my wife to call Christy to come to pick me up, I'd be in trouble. Why would I be in trouble? I don't know her cell phone number. And not knowing her cell phone number, not one other phone in the world could help me call her. Still, there are times when I realize I don't have my phone and I keep driving. My reasoning, I've lived for 25 years or more without a cell phone, traveling here or there without one, so why do I need one? Still, it's kind of foolish to not have it. Just the other day, for example, my wife and I were in one of those big box stores looking for something, and instead of wandering about, instead of asking someone, she pulled out her phone, looked it up, found the aisle and the bin that it was in, and we went and got it. So it's a comfort so often to have that cell phone, isn't it? Why? We know that when we have it, we have access to so much information, so much help. Now, if we can think such a way about a man-made electronic device, how should we think about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who through 
faith in Him is constantly with us. If only we could, in a good way, think about Jesus, our Savior, as we think about our cell phones. If only we could do that. The difference when we don't have our cell phones, when we can't see them, when they're not in our pockets or purses, we don't have them. We really don't have them. They're gone. And they're no help to us whatsoever. Not so our Lord and Savior. He's always with us. And the sign that this is so is not just in our baptism, not just in the Lord's Supper, not even simply in the word of the Lord proclaimed to us, but the sign will be on the last day, on the day of the fulfillment, when we shall all fall down and worship him when he returns visibly to be with us, to be with us so visibly forever, proving that he's always been with us all along. So as the Lord promised Moses from the burning bush, so he promises to us during this Advent season and throughout our lives. I am with you. Amen. Now may the peace which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. We rise and sing the canticle.